This is Knowledge in 5 from the Knowledge at Wharton Sirius XM radio show, hosted by Dan Loney. In this edition, we talk about Wharton's initiative for Global Environmental Leadership Conference. I spoke with Gary Service, Chief Marketing Officer for SyncSort. I asked him about the strategies that companies must use going forward for the adaptation and mitigation of climate change. We start at what I would call the the core of Wharton. We talk about finance. We sure. talk about um, innovative ways of financing clean tech. Um, and clean tech, by the way, is not what clean tech was five, ten years ago. Sure. Clean tech was seen as energy. Clean tech was seen as solar and wind, which yeah. still exist. But they're almost mature. And and mm-hmm. so now where the venture money is going is into the areas that we were we were talking about the stress nexus areas what you know how can we invest in water and water is this crazy <laughs> thing which it's kind of basic kind of <laughs> basic and by the way we're not making any more of it whatever we got is what we got exactly and and so you you can imagine that here's this massive opportunity yeah but then there's this chicken and egg thing going on which is we don't value water. We don't yeah. water. We kind of think is cheap, and we should get it for free. And yeah. it's my God-given right. And that is one of the the great problems to be solved. And there's some places that have had to do that because of necessity. You you look at a country like Israel, which never has had water, yeah. and they've been innovating and pushing the envelope on water technology for generations. We're just starting to get to that place. Yeah. Um, Energy, the biggest, sleepiest business. I, I, I used to talk to students, and they had no interest in going in the energy sector. Now, yeah. all of a sudden, technology, big data, yeah. um, the, the, the way they're leveraging all of the newer technologies and extracting different energy sources and pricing different energy sources, the electrical grid, these things that were forever, these stodgy businesses are being forced out of their comfort zones yeah. and now are becoming pretty exciting. The interesting thing, getting back to water for a second, is that you mentioned how Israel has kind of, you know, jumped to the to the forefront in this. And it's interesting because, you know, when you think about all of the things that go on here in the United States, there are still a lot of things that could be developed here in the United States to improve our, our understanding and our consumption and and really the, our, our protection of, of water here in the United States. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm always amazed. Uh, the statistics kind of range anywhere from 20 to 40 percent, depending on who you read. But like, we lose that just dripping out of our old water systems that aren't properly maintained and haven't been updated in generations. Yeah, we look at you know uh, California. Talk about a you know a climate change issue. Um, some people don't recognize that what happened, what was passed there had nothing to do with agriculture. The 25% reduction yep. that Governor Brown put out was fully focused on consumer consumption of water. Yep. But the, if you look at something like the wine growing, which is a major economic engine, yep. what are we going to do there if we can't get the right water and do smart irrigation and start figuring out how to do this? Are we going to just let the vines dry up? I didn't realize how much farmers were now into big data that you know because they have to be. They have to have absolute sol- rock solid proof of how they can best grow their crops, how they can best get them to market, and effectively use the water that they have and not waste it. Yeah, I mean, uh, another sector I was talking about, energy, let's let's talk about the sleepy, stodgy area of agriculture and, yeah. and how it has been blown up, literally, in terms of, you listen to farmers talk about big data yeah. and how they're leveraging you know, on precision planting and how they are figuring out on smart irrigation and how they can 
have one part of their crop being watered one day and in the same part not watering another because the soil samplings tell them which areas <laughs> yeah. to water, when yeah. to harvest. Yeah. Um, and in in areas where they had terrible droughts one year, if you apply some of this smart ag technology to it, they're having record crops because yeah. now they're being so much more targeted. They're producing so much more from the land. And we're going to have to figure this out because, as uh, you know, we've talked before about our population growth in, in the next coming 30 years when we start approaching that 9 billion number and we're going to need you know 30% more water 40% more energy 50% yeah. more food and these are challenges that you know technology is 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 our only hope innovation technology but great opportunity for business and that's the whole point for more information about knowledge at Wharton go to knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu